all know the damage that fires are capable of. What we don't always understand is the cause, behavior, and what to do in the aftermath of a fire. Today, you'll understand these aspects just a little bit more. Welcome to Speaking of Fire with Mike Schlattman and Donna Ingram. We will give you tips on fire prevention, how to deal with insurance matters, and more. Now, here are your hosts, Donna and Mike. Hello and welcome to Speaking of Fire. This is your host, Mike Slatman. I have 45 years experience in fire investigations. I am the president of Fire Consulting Case Review International and honored to be the past president of the International Association of Arson Investigators. And this is Donna Ingram. I have almost 30 years in fire and fraud investigation and am a past director of the IAAI. Welcome to Speaking of Fire. Right. Thank you. Donna's on the phone. Uh, she's not here in the studio with uh, John Loss and I. And we're, we're sorry she's not here, but uh, if she sounds a little different, it's because she is a little different. So here's, here's our show today. This is the lighter side of fire investigation in the courts. So we're going to have a little bit of fun today. Um, and we're, uh, we're, we've got a great guest today. This is my friend, John Loss. He's been a, a trial attorney in Kansas City for over 40 years. He, he, uh, he, he went to St. Louis University where I went, so he's a Billiken and he knows what a Billiken is. So, I mean, that's amazing in itself. He's, he's, much of his experience has been uh, defending in uh, uh, fire claims for insurance companies. And two years ago, he decided to, to embark on a second career as a stand-up comedian. And his humor comes from both his law experience, his life experience as a father and a grandfather. And overall, he's had a great life. And, and we're really happy that John is here. John, thank you for being here today. Thank you, Mike. I'm really glad to be here. Well, I sure appreciate it, my friend. And, I, you know, I watched you and I've been out and, and you've, you've actually, you've opened, uh, you've opened for some famous people, haven't you? Yeah, I... Uh Started doing stand-up two years ago at an open mic, and uh, it's really kind of taken off, and I've had the great fortune to uh, open for Jimmy, J.J. Walker, uh, Brian Dunkelman, uh, Kevin Farley, uh, and uh, other folks, uh, Michelle Wolf uh, out at Stanford's, and uh, I've got a I've really been blessed to have those opportunities, got to meet these folks. I, I sit in a green room, which isn't really green, and I can't believe that I'm sitting there with these people, and it's it's been terrific. It's like somebody said, it's like joining the circus, and I think that's right for me. <laughs> <laughs> what? You know, it's, hey, John, um, I have a question. Are yes. you still practicing law, or are you full-time comedian now? I, I'm practicing law. I always say that I'm there for my clients' uh, three, four, that's three days a week, uh, but they're not the same days every week, and it's four hours a day, but the four hours aren't in a row. So, uh, yes, I am practicing law. I'm not going to give that up. Uh, <laughs> I think you even told me that since you've uh, worked at these clubs, you're doing a lot more uh, speeding tickets and DUIs. Yeah, in fact, it's really helped my business. I talk to people afterwards, and I've learned to bring cards to these things because uh, <laughs> these are the kind of people who need help. I, if only I'd known a long time ago, I, things could have been a lot different. Well, so, okay, so you're in the green room, which really isn't green, and uh, so you're not doing all the drugs they're doing at the time? No, no. I, in fact, I'm disappo- <laughs> disappointed. I haven't been offered any. I, uh, 
I assume that was part of the deal, and somehow. <laughs> well, that officer of the court thing has a, I know, gets I, in a way. I try it? not to intimidate people, and yeah. they do ask me law questions when I'm sitting back there, and I say, well, what does your lawyer say? Well, we want to know what you say. I said, okay. But uh, uh, they're regular people. They're regular people, and uh, uh, it is just amazing to sit back there and uh, we just you, chalk talk with them. Well, well, you know, you've been in. You've been working fires for a long time, not as long as I have, because you know um, I'm ancient. Uh, But uh, but uh, and and I've been luckily, uh, you know, I got into it in uh, St. Louis County, actually, in the munis there as a as a detective, and uh, so um, it's been it's been many years. Well, Mike, I think you forgot. you and I worked the very first arson case. It was right after fire was discovered. And uh, <laughs> there was that cave that caught on fire. And then we found out that the owner had moved all of his hides and bones out of the cave just before the fire started and said he was out on a mastodon hunt, but it was actually seen lurking in the bushes watching it burn. Oh, and yeah, I remember that was ugh. Yeah, and you, you came in, you looked great in your yellow and black loincloth, and uh, uh, you said, I think I'm going to invent the V-pattern, and you did, and you used that to determine where the fire started. Now, since it was a cave, there wasn't much property damage, uh, but uh, all of their artwork on the walls was ruined, and yeah, I as I recall, we didn't pay anything on that claim. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it was seen. Well, it was seen. I mean, it was if, if yeah, if, the, if it wasn't for uh, yeah. she wouldn't have, she wouldn't have come in on him. Maybe, That's you know? right. Yeah, but actually, no. Actually, and you know, I've been accused of actually. I, I was accused of working, the working the burning bush. Mm-hmm. I really was. Really? But, no, I just saw it up on the hill, though. I saw it up there, but I I know who did it. Yeah, but how much it cost him five thousand dollars for you to tell him who it was, right? <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, but then there was that book. That book came out, you know. It's still, hey, it's a bestseller. Yeah, it is. It's still a bestseller to this day. Uh-huh. <laughs> God, uh, God be with you. Anyway, so uh, all right. So now, but you've been working out. You you said some of your uh, well, well. Let's let's talk about something that's really a key yes. issue in your your uh, John Loss. Yes, you're an attorney. Yes, sir. Doesn't doesn't. Do you get any work? I mean, because are you in the phone book? Oh yeah, I've I have a name that uh, uh, I've heard every single joke you can have about. Wow, well, loss is a great name for a lawyer. And the shame of it is, it didn't have to be that way. Because when my great grandfather came over from Germany, his name was Lausch, L-A-U-S-C-H, and he thought he would Americanize it, or maybe the people at Ellis Island decided for him. And he said, well, what's a name that can't really embarrass anybody in my family? He said, well, Loss, L-O-S-S, never thinking that anybody would ever go into the legal business back in the 1850s. And uh, <laughs> I've lived with it since. My And it, it is a family curse, so to speak. I was looking through my dad, who's 93, his old yearbooks, and they were saying, have a great summer, total loss and partial loss. And <laughs> in fact, the only place we get any relief is at our family reunions where everybody's named loss. But we have a psychologist there who is uh, ready to help the young ones who are suffering from LSTD, loss, stress, uh, traumatic syndrome. And uh, <laughs> You just learn to live with it. And it's on my website now. Every single joke about my name 
My website is yourlossismygain.com. Uh, if you come up with a joke I haven't heard of, I'll pay you 50 bucks. So uh, it, it, it's, up, it's up to you. Also, on my website, I'm running a Groupon on speeding tickets. And if you want to take advantage of that. <laughs> Groupon. Well, well, Donna, look, I, I figured out a new revenue source for us. Yeah. We're just going to sit around making lost jokes. There we go. And did you say it was an STD that you came out with? <laughs> that sounded like you said at your... At, I was trying to your, think of the right letters. Let's see, a PS, lost, P- trauma, lost traumatic stress syndrome. So L, <laughs> LSTD, yeah. Okay. Well, Don't forget the L. Okay. <laughs> well, well, good. I am now at a loss for words. Bingo. That's number four. I heard that when I was 10 years old. Congratulations. (laughs) Yeah, you you got my, your loss of that game. I got that already. Okay, so so you've run across, well, we're not going to do the obvious uh, attorney jokes, okay, because they're so obvious. Everybody's heard them. And and, they're not funny. And they're not funny. And it's, you know, it's it's like, uh, well, okay, but see, John, I know you for years, okay? Yes, so one of the things that I know about you is that you're the kind of guy that, well, you're kind of like, in a way, my mother was. And <laughs> in that in that you like to to be in front of people. You like to talk and stuff like that. Well, my mom. my, my That's right, my mom. I, I went to pick up my mom one time at the nursing home, and it was not a nursing home. It was a high-rise, a senior high-rise. And she's standing outside talking to this lady. And I got there, and I said, hey, mom, here I am. We're going to go to the doctor Okay, she said, I'll be right with you, son. Just go ahead and wait for me in the car. So I went and waited, and I waited about 15 minutes, and I said, yeah, we're going to get late. So I could jump out, hey, Mom, let's go. We got to go. Okay, yeah, I'll be right with you, son. Okay, so I sit back there, and then and then what happens? Well, five more minutes go by, and now we're going to be late. So I run out there, and I say, Mom, we have got to go. She said, okay, I'll be right with you. Now she was she did that voice, thing, uh-huh. the voice thing, I'll be right with you, which means go sit in the car or it's the corner. You're going into the corner next, <laughs> right? Um, and when I'm a, we're going to talk later about Corner or coroner? Oh, well, corner. Cor- <laughs> corner, yeah. Well, I, I'm from oh. St. Louis. And you're still grounded, so don't say nothing. No, I was saying corner <laughs> or coroner. No, coroner. <laughs> Yeah, well, no. Well, that's her now. She's not here anymore. Anyway, so finally, she comes over and sits down, and this is how you and she are like. She sits down next to me, and she said, Michael, I'm sorry that I was late. She said, that woman would just not quit listening to me. (laughs) So, therefore, go ahead. No. Okay, Donna. Donna, you've moved from here, and you've moved south. And you moved. I've moved south. You moved south, and when you did that, you moved to an area of Missouri where, um, well, they, well, just tell us about the area you moved to, sir, ma'am, please. <laughs> well, and I, it, it, nothing personal. I don't know names or dates of birth, but I am pretty sure that I now live in a Duck Dynasty episode. <laughs> I am down by the rivers. And the hills and the militia and the headquarters of Bass Pro. So everyone is in camouflage, male, female, has beards, couple male, female. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> do, do the females have bigger beards than the male? <laughs> I don't get that. You know, uh, you compliment someone on their mustache and she gets angry. It's really oh. bad. But <laughs> 
nice. That's nice. Yeah, but, but, but I, I like the idea that you told me about their appliances. Oh, yes. I uh, went to a large chain, not just a little <laughs> shop, and uh, they actually sell camouflage refrigerators here. <laughs> And, it's terrible. It must be bad in the middle of the night. You can't find it. <laughs> Beat me to it. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's the comedian. He's the comedian. I'm Who's sorry. the comedian here? He's the comedian here. All right. All right. And what about the what about that place that you told me about the the netting? This like camouflage netting on the walls. Where's that at? Oh no, that was a barbecue place. No, I couldn't see the wall. That's right. Oh. <laughs> hey, Don, I went to a, a wedding that was all in camouflage. I'm not kidding. The uh, the bride's dress was camouflaged. They were, the uh, groom was dressed in camouflage. The whole party was dressed in camouflage. It was very impressive. And uh, I kept bumping into people, but that's the way it works. But <laughs> I, 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 decided, I decided not to go in there because all I saw was a bunch of heads. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> got it looked like the Walking Dead. That's good camouflage. Yeah. So. I wanted to talk to you about the Walking Dead, John, because not that you're one of them. <laughs> but see, you're an attorney, so maybe you can do that. Okay. Did you ever see the show, The Walking Dead? No, I have refused to watch it. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll talk about zombies later. But oh. all right, The Walking Dead, they, they have all these people walking around that are dead, and they always have these teeth in their eyes going, they're yes. trying to get the right. They always have great teeth. I don't, and their 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 lips are already rotted off and stuff. But you can always see these great teeth. I mean, what happens to the poor bastards that like had their teeth pulled? Wait, like, and they didn't have any. They didn't have any. Uh, Michael, I said the bad word. Yes, Michael. What you understand? This is not a documentary that you're watching. <laughs> However, yes. But I mean, you think about it. You think about it. Well, these poor guys without any teeth. True. They they. They, what do they do? Gum their victims to death? You, I mean, it's it's not right. Well, only the fat people would get eaten. <laughs> Speaking if of, if you're scared, that, you're safe. <laughs> Speaking of, and since you're talking about zombies and fat people, anyway, I had a solution for not being eaten by a zombie. I have a solution, and that is that you line your compound with chain link fence, and then you put treadmills all the way around. They'll never get over. They'll just continue walking. Oh, I see. Oh, I get it. I think it's time for you to move out of Springfield. <laughs> yes, you said compound. Yeah. Chain link. Yeah, I said I'm, compound. I'm for you already. Come on back. <laughs> yeah, pack your Not pickup. Not to Let's not bash spring. Actually, there's a lot of nice people here. It is a nice area, but there is a certain uh, group that are not in Kansas City. That's for sure. All right. Well, let me ask you about the teeth. I mean, are there are there dentists? <laughs> He's obsessed with teeth. I know. Dentists. I'm thinking of where dentists because every, don't you know those people with the picket yep. fence teeth? And, and I'm, we're not talking about people from the country, by the way, folks. These are just absolutely people that are stereotypical. They're the guy that they talk to when any disaster happens right. in Missouri or Kansas. They go out and find him or her. By the trailer park. Usually. Yeah. And because, well, well yeah. yeah because, and they say to him, what happened? And they said, well, it sounded like a... Like a, like a railroad train came through here, you know, and they got and they got no teeth. Well, down there, the dentist charged by the tooth, 
So when you go in, you have rates, you know, five to 10 teeth is so much, <laughs> 10 to 20 teeth is higher. I see. I see, <laughs> see I, I knew John would have some insight. And also, you have subtitles on those shows down there. But uh, when, I, when Donna was a child, I, I told her that, you know, tornadoes, because this is what we're talking about, about by the trailer park. They hate trailer parks. I mean, tornadoes hate trailer parks. Right. So I'm in, I think I'm in Wisconsin or someplace, and I, or maybe it's Iowa. The bottom line is I read the newspaper, and on the front page it says that a trailer park, no, a trailer uh, construction firm was hit by a tornado. <laughs> so I sent it to I sent it to Don, and I said, look, they're going after their young. It's a preemptive strike. <laughs> they're trying to kill them. That's not nice. That's called, uh, that's called, uh, yeah, that's that's nasty. It's uh, uh, when, they, when they go after the embryos. Yeah. It's wrong. He also, he also said we should just build giant cardboard uh, trailers and, and park them out in the middle of the field, throw them off. You, you had a great upbringing. It's amazing you've turned out so well. So. <laughs> <laughs> Look where she goes. She fled. Some, someday you're going to have to have a course in what really is out there, not based on what your dad told you. <laughs> well, you were talking about tornadoes earlier and prevention. Here, yeah. I just see them go out with machine guns and start shooting at it. That's it. Well, you're you're where the tornado starts, so you should feel safe. They go other places from where you are. And you don't live in a tra- trailer. You don't live in a trailer, do you? Uh, no. She, no. She built she built a house. Oh, fancy. Without, fancy. No. Yeah, yeah, without without a basement. Cool. Yes. Smart. Yeah. Smart. Yeah, because yeah, they only had houses with basements or trailers. There you go. But you have yeah, your comedy though doesn't come just from being an attorney. Although you've I imagine you have some. Do you have any funny stuff from, like, you've noticed inside a courtroom, like somebody really screwed up? Oh, yeah. Well, my favorite one is uh, a case where we were making a big deal about how good security was at this place and uh, uh, that there was no way this could have happened. And so we call in the security guard. And, of course, the, the judge says, raise your right hand. And he immediately raises his left hand, and we, oh, my God. <laughs> there goes his credibility. Then, then we had another one where he had a fire expert. It was not the fellow sitting across from me, but this was back in the days when you could smoke in the courthouse. And he was sitting out, standing out there waiting to be called. And uh, so I'm up there asking questions, and all of a sudden there's smoke starts coming in under the door of the courtroom. And I go out, and he had been smoking a pipe, and he had put it in his pocket, and he had caught his sport coat on fire, and it was <laughs> burning. So then I had to call my fire expert to the stand, and he's still smoldering a little bit. So it was <laughs> At least the jury woke up to listen to what he had to say. Was his name Sparky? Sparky. <laughs> I don't know what his name It is was. now. <laughs> Well, things, terrible things happen to fire investigators. I mean, I had a friend, I was a friend, I still have a friend. He's just, this guy, he was a, he was a, he was a firefighter guy. He's on his way to, a, he's on his way to the station. So he's buying his own business, he's on his way to the station, and he looks down an alleyway, and there's this car on fire. Yeah. It's a terrible, it's a big fire, and he calls it in, to, and then so they send a pumper, you know, and, and he goes, and he, he doesn't get to the station, and the pumper gets there and says, and he calls him on the phone, uh, I mean, on the radio, and says, you got to come back here. Why? 
come on back and look. Well, it seems that there were a couple of bodies in the <laughs> trunk, you know. Oh, and uh, and so he would have, now had he stopped and kind of mm-hmm. looked around a little bit, he might have been there a little bit early. Well, so. that's not something you'd think of. No, yeah, I, you wouldn't think about that. It's the same guy, yeah. same guy. Um, I, I had a situation with a fire truck, which is close. This is early in my career. Uh, this fire truck had actually tipped over. It was a hook and ladder, and we were trying to argue that it was a stable, good design. So my job was to figure out how to set up a test to prove its stability. So I had to call the city, and I even arranged to have the uh, municipal airport runway available for a test. Had to get insurance. I get this uh, our expert in the, in the truck. Why they let him drive a truck, I don't know. And I had a cameraman. This is back when you you had to hire people to be photographers. So I had my photographer there with his uh, Super 8 camera. And uh, this guy starts uh, uh, going in circles on the runway. And he's almost on two wheels. I go, no, stop, stop, stop. (laughs) So then he gets out and he says, hey, that was great. And I go to my uh, cameraman. I said, did you get that? He says, well... The film ran out about halfway through. <laughs> so, did you do it again? No, I no, no, no. 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 Well, we, did, we did not win that case. I know lawyers never admit they had lost a case, but I. But it wasn't did. my fault. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's general, that's the key. That's the key. Not only that, but if you want to talk to, you ever talk to any attorneys? Well, you yeah. were talking about it before we went on the air. Yeah. They don't want to talk about those. They, they will immediately, if you're talking to them about a fire case, they'll say, that reminds me of this auto accident case that I won three years ago. And they'll go for 10 minutes and you go, well, that's interesting. But what does it have to do with anything? No, they they love to talk about cases they won. Well, our firefighter listeners, uh, this is a good lesson, uh, John, uh, John's story here, because try not to do the bat turns in, yes. in the in the, uh, in the And make sure there's film in the camera. Uh uh, it was just, uh, I laugh, those are the things you say you'll laugh about it someday. So I guess 35 years later, you can laugh about it. It took me that long. <laughs> I had an investigator on the scene once. I told him, you know, just, you know, shoot this whole, it was a yeah. day's end that burned. And and he went all the way around it. This is the back of the days of 35 millimeters. Yes. Not not the ones where you had the plates and you had the flash. Yes. No, it was, it was after that. Wow. Well, anyway, so, yeah, see, so walked around the... And then he found out he didn't have film in the oh. camera, which is, uh, he must have thought he had like 150 exposures. You've got to be able to adjust. Yes, that's right. So, And Donna, you've uh, you've went out to many a fire scene. Have you ever seen anything that was uh, interesting out there when, when you were doing that on the, on the road? You mean other than me falling off the top of a dump truck and knocking myself silly? <laughs> <laughs> trying to well, get I, the perfect picture oh did you yeah. forget where you were, <laughs> were you well no <laughs> I was wearing size they don't make uh, they don't make fire boots in female sizes this is back yeah. in the late 80s early 90s oh. and so I borrowed a pair and I literally stuffed socks in them and then oh, I climbed nice. on top of this dump truck to take the perfect picture of an exterior V pattern and I slipped down the windshield, hit the back, it went bong, and Ooh, that, yeah. That explains a lot now. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> That's why she's living in, uh, in uh, 
in that place he lives. Uh, there was, uh, <laughs> yes, and, you know, and you walked, knocked yourself silly. Did you? Did you go unconscious? Maybe for a second. Of yeah, course, that, my uh, my assistants thought it was lunchtime from the gong. That's it. Here's here's the most important question. Could you still fill out your timesheet so you could bill? Yes, that's exactly right. Oh, definitely. Matter of fact, my billing might have gone up a little bit. (laughs) Drain damage, man. You you had drain damage over that. I know it. I'm Uh, sorry about it. Yes, I'm sorry. Um, Okay, so, uh, oh, wait a minute. Now, you, well, let's see. Now, I had one where an attorney, uh, where, I'm on the stand, right? And he uh, and we're and he's cross-examining. Well, we had the direct, and I was really killing his client. And he cross-examined me, and and he didn't get to me. And no, so there was recross. And my guy stands up, and he had been waiting for it all day. And he said, "Mike, you testified for this guy before, though, right? Didn't you? Didn't you? Weren't you? Didn't he hire you on cases before? Oh yeah, yeah, he did. Oh." You know, and, and, and so, I mean, this is the other side. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't happy. So when he jumps up on the recross, he says, um, well, that was the worst report I ever wrote, read in my life and all this stuff. And I said, um, you didn't say me. You didn't tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Well, anyway, so what he does is on the way back to his his uh, table, he takes his pen and he throws it down oh, no. on the plane, uh, my side's table, all right? right? And it breaks up and flies in different directions. Uh-oh. And he says to the attorney, the other attorney, I can't believe you did that to me. Uh. <laughs> well, this- they gave it to the jury that afternoon. The next day, he didn't even show up. Oh, he my didn't gosh. win. He didn't win. Well, that, that reminds me of you in the courtroom, Mike. You, uh, you like to <laughs> connect with the jury. And I remember one time I was, you were on the stand. I was asking you questions. And I turned my back and I look around and. You're sitting in the jury box next to somebody, and the judge said, Mr. Slatman, would you please get back on the witness stand? <laughs> that's, that's not that's true. That's not appropriate. That's not true. And, and she, was, she was very attractive. Yeah. And she Let was very guess. attractive. Was, and the jury yeah. said, no, can he stay? <laughs> that's, uh, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, that is not true. Uh, okay. I, I, okay. Yeah, so, I mean, well, okay, so anyway, so as... Uh, we're, we have we have two segments to this program, and I'm hoping the second one has nothing to do with me. All right, so but uh, so here's what we're going to do, ladies and gentlemen. We're we're going to um, we're going to take a, a little break, and when we come back, uh, Donna will open up uh, open up not open up on John. I didn't mean it that way. Yes. She'll open up the the segment, and maybe she'll she'll uh, she'll cross examine <laughs> cross examine John Loss on his. Uh, family good luck so uh, I, uh, I have a couple of stories too all right well great well then come back when you come back come back to speaking of fire Making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Fire Consulting International provides consulting and expert fire origin and cause investigations. Our experienced, certified fire investigators have specialized skills to meet litigation requirements. 
We also provide peer review of reports for other investigative firms to assure they meet NFPA guidelines and ASTM standards. Educational classes and CEU classes are also provided. For professional investigations, contact Fire Consulting International at fcifire.com or call 913-262-5200. Fireanalysis.net offers cutting-edge, comprehensive programs unique to the insurance industry. Our vendor vetting assures regulatory compliance with the Sarbanes-Oxley Act, NFPA guidelines, and ASTM standards. We ensure that investigators' reports are in compliance with those standards. We also offer comprehensive programs to assure compliance with your company guidelines. Please contact FireAnalysis.net. That's FireAnalysis.net. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Listening to Speaking of Fire with Mike Schlappen and Donna Ingram. To call in to today's show, please call 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to connect at speakingoffire.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Speaking of Fire. Thanks for joining us. Well, when you were off uh, on the break, Donna, we you shared with us something that I think is very important for the for the listening audience to know, and, and about your location. And we're not talking about uh, your uh, general location, but your exact location. Will you tell us, please? Well, I'm out of my home office today, and I, there's houses being built around me, and I am literally sitting in my closet. And because. why are you in the closet, if I might ask? I mean, now, I, I know about coming out of the closet, but don't worry about coming out of the closet. Why are you in the closet? Well, I've got a bobcat in the front cleaning up debris very noisily, and they're excavating the back, getting ready for a foundation, and it's beeping and squeaking and, and carrying on. So I'm in the closet so that you enjoy peaceful silence. <laughs> well, it's work. It's working. <laughs> Haven't heard. Is this just a normal day in your neighborhood, or <laughs> actually, it is. So you spend a lot of time in the closet. <laughs> I yes, recently I have. <laughs> Do you think it's time to come out of the closet? <laughs> it's a nice closet. It's a walk-in closet. It's a nice closet. I like it. <laughs> I don't think this is healthy. No. <laughs> hey, look where she grew up. Think about it. This is a lot better than growing your growing up with Mike in his yeah, house. Right. I know. Well, yeah. Well, see, now the first couple of weeks she stayed there with no blinds on her windows, and so tell them the story of the no blinds. You, you have your sister visiting you. Nobody can sleep. Tell them. Tell them. Yeah, oh yeah, no. And my sister, thank the Lord, knew that Lowe's had a uh, paper blinds that you can tape to the metal framing so that's what i have up right now still are you on the homes tour in springfield (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, but the the paper hey come Uh, on that's paper uh, blinds man that's why people want to talk to you they think you're uppity with all your fine decorating (laughs) (laughs) uppity person 
No wonder they don't talk to you at the grocery store. You, you, probably, probably, you probably had a full-page spread in the Springfield Daily News and everything. <laughs> well, you got your own, you got your own teeth, and not just I got my teeth too, but I got the receipt. I'm not, but, I'm not bragging. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah I got my receipt, but no, but she's got her real teeth. It's everything, and and no wonder they look at you. Do, hey, were you dressed decently in that grocery store? Oh, this year. Oh yeah, Donna, I went into the. Go ahead. Donna, Donna, it's time to start a junior league down there. So, (laughs) (laughs) no, I seriously went into the local grocery store, and everybody stopped talking about their cows, turned and looked at me. Oh, and I was like, I don't have a cow. I have a cat, but I'm sorry, I'll get a cow. Well, that's status. Actually. It's not that hard to make small talk about cows. Just do a little research. So. <laughs> well, apparently one yeah. was very sick, and it was, you know, painful to listen to All right. while I was, well, you know, yeah. picking tomatoes. <laughs> well, I've always wondered, do you know, when when a cow dies and, and they have that, that, uh, that tag on their ear, do like do they take it off and then put it on a new cow so it loses its identity? This this is upsetting to me. I grew up in Wisconsin, the dairy state. Yes. And to hear you slander cows like this. <laughs> it wasn't slandering, I'm asking. No, no, the way you asked the question, I tell you, it's serious. <laughs> I, I grew up lactose intolerant. In, I could not tell anybody in Wisconsin because several... Several of my friends disappeared after they made it known they were lactose intolerant. We think they ended up in Illinois. And uh, I, uh, but I did everything you're supposed to do as a Wisconsin boy. I joined the 4-H and I actually got a blue medal in the Better Living Through Cheese project. And uh, so I was really glad to get to college where I, I could be myself. So I joined Lisa, which is a lactose intolerant student association. <laughs> we had a mixer with GIFSA, the gluten-free student association, and we thought we'd also bring in the vegans. So we invited the vegan Visa Vegan Student Association, and of course there were no refreshments because nobody could find anything that anybody could eat. And this was the, pale, the palest, whitest group you ever saw. Was intervention on Bravo. <laughs> then I was whisked off to a, uh, a rehab center in Phoenix, and then I escaped and found some other guys in the same boat, and we we're all called Tosers, and we wandered the country and finally found a sanctuary city in Kansas City. So when you start slandering Wisconsin, that's all right, it gets me going. No, so. yeah, well, I want to know the secret is cheese curds. They tried to force me to eat cheese curds. I can't Cheese curds are the most wonderful food there is, and you're not supposed to know how you make them. Only people in Wisconsin know. Oh, is that right? Because I yes. went to a yes, I went to a a dairy there. And, yes, and they they gave me a. I still have it. It's a it's a travel mug, but they said the only thing I put into it was milk or cheese. There you go. I, I put coffee in it. Well, they don't know. Well, don't now they do. Oh, yes. <laughs> don't, don't, I have a you, duty to report you now. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> listens to me in Wisconsin. Uh, well, well, as soon as we're off the air, buddy. Yeah, well, <laughs> see, I'm popular in France. I'm, like, I'm just like I Jerry. I think you should head to France. <clears throat> I'm just like Jerry Lewis. I'm not very smart, but I, and I'm not very bright or, or funny, but I'm popular in France. There you go. See, you know, and I like and I like French people because they know how they talk. You know, and they and they and, they, and women love that. 
Well, women, I'm happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I got it. Uh, I got a terrible. I got terrible stories. I got. Go I got it. I got another one. This now. I go to. I'm the president of the International Association of Arson Investigators, and when I did, I made 30 trips, all over the country. <laughs> I did, and 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 all over the the world actually, because I went to places nobody as a president ever went: North Dakota, Vermont, you know, Israel, and and. And I went to Amsterdam, and I went to Australia and New Zealand, and and uh, and I, Japan. I was in China. I was I was everywhere. Okay, so um, so when I was in Israel, they were wonderful to me. They they the Israeli chapter is terrific. They took me in, out into the Israeli desert, and they did, and they brought me back, <laughs> which was good. They didn't leave me out there. We went to an old British uh, uh, for forty outpost. years. Yeah, forty no forty days. It was forty days. Anyway, so <laughs> that was it's a different story. The bottom line is we're in this. We're in this we're don't, in, don't this, interrupt. Yeah, we're in this. We're, okay, so I'm looking down to where the Silk Road used to, you know, go. You know, and they, and uh, and the British used to come down, and if they if they were attacked, uh, you know, the caravans were attacked, they would go down there and get it. And the Romans, all right. So they took me to these these caves. Where the where the Israelis used to hide from the Romans, so where they were going to kill them. But they were you had to you had to crawl back there on the on these rocky ledges, and and they had had a big snow a rainstorm and had filled up all the cisterns and had filled up all these crevices and with water. And the Bedouins were happy because they had water; it was wonderful. And who and I don't swim, and and in fact, uh, one of my guys says I got hydrophobia, which that's not true, but. It's okay. I don't swim. But I'll tell you what. Who's the only idiot that fell into, guess, who fell into the crevice, where the deep crevice, where they had to save me from drowning? I know. I know. Do you? Who was it? (laughs) It was me. Use of the word idiot. Gave it away. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That might be it. So I'm sitting. They they pulled me out. It was nice of them. I thought that was good. And and, uh, I'm sitting there in the Israeli desert with my pants off, uh, being dried in the Israeli sun. You see, and they want to take a picture of me, so they want to, you know, no, I'm not going to let them do that because I'm the president of the international. It might be a little. You <laughs> still have some dignity. Yeah, some dignity. After I'm telling this story, that's, that's, that I'll do that. And so what happens is, um, so the next, we're leaving, all right? We, the next day I'm leaving and they throw me a banquet. They give me 50 trees in the, in the forest. It's really wonderful. But guess here it is. To, so I told them. All right, they made me an honorary Jewish person. Good. I, I'm where to start, David, to this day for that because with along with the cross, and I got mm-hmm. them covered. Okay. Covered. <laughs> the, the bottom line is this. I told them, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. You have taken me to the sea of humiliation. <laughs> okay. And I'm going to come back and cross the sea of humiliation again. <laughs> so, so there. So there. Now there's, now there's one of my most embarrassing stories. That's an inspiring story. Isn't it? Yes, it is, because I'm still is. here. Would you like to tell an embarrassing well, story about Well, yes, I, of course I would, now that you asked me. Uh, I had a trial up in uh, northern Kansas City. It was a uh, representing a homeowner who was sued by a, kind of a famous person, little Jimmy Dickens. He was a big country western star. His big hit was May the Bird of Paradise Fly Up Your Nose. I remember. And he passed away a couple of years ago, and he was married to a woman named Madonna. They bought a house from my client. They didn't do an inspection or anything, and there was a lot of water problems in the house. So 
we were claiming they should have seen these problems before they moved in. That's just not important. But one day during the trial, we're sitting in this small room, me and Jimmy Dickens and his lawyer and his wife. And uh, as I've been known to do, I made some kind of smart remark. <laughs> he grabbed me by my tie and started to choke me. And the lawyers, the lawyers were useless. They just said, I don't know what to do. So I escaped. Now... Fast forward, we won the case. Now, every summer we take our kids up to Wisconsin, and we'd always rent an RV. And this summer we couldn't find an RV, but uh, Madonna had an RV company. This is about two months after the trial, three months. So, because I was more afraid of my wife than Madonna, I went in there <laughs> to see if I could rent an RV from her, and everything was fine for about the first ten minutes. And then she wanted my driver's license. I gave it to her. She looked at it. She looked at me. She goes, I know you. I go, oh, my God. I said, it was nothing personal. And she said, it was only personal. And I, <laughs> I walked out. I'm glad because she probably would have cut the brake lines or something. But, uh, you know, people think being a lawyer is just kind of a easy job. But we put our lives on the line every day. Oh, and yeah. uh, at my office, I have had 1,702 days without an accident. But, uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> Something I'm very proud of. <laughs> well, I, I think you're right. Well, would you introduce me to Madonna? Because really, I mean, because, you know, well, I, like, I like how she sings. Uh, well, no, that wasn't the real Madonna. Oh, oh that Madonna. No, no. Yeah. And uh, It wasn't the Madonna. And little was. Jimmy was really little. And, uh, oh. Did he have small hands? He had tiny hands, but <laughs> powerful hands. <laughs> because he grabbed his tie. He grabbed tie. my tie. <laughs> And my self-defense move was to shriek. So. <laughs> I've always found tennis shoes, man. Yeah. That's always saved my life. Don't look for a lawyer if you're in trouble out on the street. Yeah. No. <laughs> I had a oh, I had a terrible story about once upon a time I'm in a I'm in a deposition and this guy is mad. He's mad at the other attorney. Mm -hmm. And they're they're yelling at each other across the table, you know. And this one attorney this is back in the days where they had videotapes. Yes. And they and the fight was over whether or not we had given them the video. All right, because I had video too. And he stands up and he bounces it off the other guy's chest. Oh. He's bounced it off the other attorney's chest. And I said, "Oh well, naturally I'm going to make good at this." I stood up. I'm, I, you know, the court reporters taking all right. this all down. I'm saying, "I was a police officer. That's an assault. You will, you shouldn't be doing that. I'm not going to continue with this deposition. You're going to act violently." Right. Blah, blah, blah. I put it all on the record. Right? right. So we go outside. So the attorney, the other attorney, says, "We're going to finish this." Okay. <laughs> I'm this not going to pay you to come, the, back. <laughs> come back. So I had to go back in there. And meanwhile, this guy called nine one one. Whoa. The other guy called 911. The one that threw the tapes called 911. Nice. The cops come up, show up. I'm a, I'm an ex-copper. He says, the, the secretary comes in, the police are here. I'm looking at him. I don't know who called the police. He did. Oh. He says, you want to talk to him? No, I don't want to talk to the police. I didn't call him. Go oh. ahead. So, yeah, so strange thing. You're right, uh, did I say attorneys were strange? I meant to. All right. One one other quick story. Our office used to be downtown, right across the street from the police station. And we'd have homeless people come in who would want to use our bathroom. And our receptionist, who was British, was very good at shooing them away. Well, one time we had a guy who wouldn't leave, and they'd always call me to try to get him out, and I was useless. And uh, so he called the police, which are across the street. It, you know, it took them like 45 minutes to get there. And uh, 
the guy <laughs> loiters out in the hallway and then he leaves. After he goes, we go out and look, and he had taken all of our nameplates out of the uh, display that we had. They could slide them out, you know. Mm-hmm. So he took them all with him. And so now we're thinking all our names are probably under a bridge down by the river or something. <laughs> that was that was his revenge. And uh, <laughs> my other my other plan was to give the guy whoever we couldn't get rid of. I give him a dollar. That usually made him leave. So uh, actually, I saw where your one of them went. I just uh, did you see one? Yeah, I, I saw it was on a, it was on a, one of those uh, Johnny on the spot things. Yeah. It was a John Loss that sat on the outside. I thought that was your new office. Well, and, and if I ever get honored by a university, I want to have my plaque right over the urinal because everybody would see it. There. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, what's better? I guess it's better there than in Yeah, uh, exactly. Okay. Yeah, it could be. Um, <laughs> you know, it, We're supposed to be talking about fire. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. There's a fire thing. Oh, i got to tell a fire case. Okay. So here it is. So, okay. So this guy has seven fires. Seven? Seven. I, I'm working the seventh fire. I haven't worked. A, it wasn't like he wasn't the seventh son. It was just a seventh fire. And um, and the first time we ever worked this guy, and I found out about the other six. The, the insurance company didn't know about the other six. <laughs> Okay, so I did. But I went there and I took samples and it was positive and blah, blah, blah. And so we're, we know that they're, where are they? They're at the lake, man. Where are they? They're always at the lake. Right. In fact, when people tell me I was at the lake, I go, oh, crap. You know, because, you're, I, you know, I can prove statistically, John, that going to the lake, your house is going to burn. Wow. It's, it's just scary. I mean, it's, that's getting, that's, that's why scary. I don't go to the lake. Don't yeah. go to the lake, man. I don't man. go to the lake. I don't, I don't, if, I didn't have, if I didn't have hydrophobia, I wouldn't go. My there. gosh. Yeah, so anyway, so what happens? So we're working the fire, and we talked to the cop downtown, and he said, you know, that same night, this kid, I caught him speeding through the middle of town, and I stopped him. And I said, what are you doing? And he said, this place is on fire out there. And since this policeman, who is also on, uh, you know, gets all the alarms, he thought the kid was lying to him, and he said, "You go home, get get out of here." So they didn't check it out. He was out of town, right? So an hour and a half later, he gets awakened by the fire alarm. Yes, and it's the same place. He goes out there, right, right, right. So we find the kid. Now they didn't think about talking to the kid again. So I went out and talked to the kid, and the kid said, "Yeah, I went over there and I stopped. It was a mobile home. Uh, I stopped and I saw smoke coming out." <laughs> And the insureds drove up in a truck and they said, what are you doing here? And he said, I'm looking for your son. And they said, get out of here. He's at another place. Go home. Get away from here. And so, okay. So what happened was, what happened? The first one didn't work. Right. So they had to set fire to it again. And they didn't get paid. Isn't it sad? Persevering. Uh, yes, but see, and, and you probably defended that kid on that. Well, too. I was just thinking about something as you were talking. I remember, I'm sure it was you, we had a fire in like a Quonset hut, and uh, the, there was a truck scene dri- driving away, and uh, they were taking your deposition and coming at you pretty hard because nobody had been found as a, a candidate. And they said, well, Mr. Schlattman, I mean, who did start this fire? And he said, why don't, why don't you ask your client? He knows. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that was That me. was you. Was and it? we had to stop that deposition. I know we did. No, that, that, oh, that, that doesn't sound like Oh, me. come on, Michael. That well, was the, you. That, <laughs> that was you. And we had to take I know that was you. I heard that story. You uh, heard that story. No, I, I don't think yeah. that's. 
that was me. I yes. guess, it might have been a guy that looked like me. But yeah, know, it might have been somebody that looked like right, you. But uh, uh, look, I've always told all my guys, <laughs> I know that that videotape looks like me, but that's not me. That's not me. Yeah, I mean, I've, I don't know where he got my clothes. It's, well, here's the other thing. Yes, I mean, sir. I got terrible haunted mirrors. Did I tell you about my haunted no, mirrors? No, you haven't. Yeah. Every time I look at him, there's a weird-looking old man. And, oh. oh, my God, he does. It's terrible. He shaves at the same time I do and everything. Well, I, I just recently had some eye surgery, so I don't have to wear glasses when I drive. But now when I look in the rearview mirror, I think my dad's in the back seat, and it's terrifying. <laughs> uh, the, uh, what, what? I have to brag. Can I brag a little bit about yeah, my God, best? Yeah, that. My best legal work in a fire situation was when I had to defend a company the building was burned down to the foundation and there's a law in Missouri that if a building's a total loss no jokes total loss uh, you have to pay the amount of the insurance so in that case you always want to argue it's not a total loss (laughs) so for a year and a half I was able to argue to the other lawyer this was not a total loss because they had the foundation they could build on. And he finally wore him down and he accepted less than what the value of the policy was. Now, some people say that's not something I should be proud of. I'm not going to disagree with you, but I thought it was quite a quite an accomplishment to argue that even though you have nothing above ground, if you have something below ground, you could still still build something. That's a, that is a... I'm wonderful legal theory. I'm glad it never took off. Never took off. <laughs> yeah, so I, I did tell my adjusters never put total loss in their files. Every, nothing's ever a total oh, loss. Of course not. But, it, but then, of course, the other. Oh, God. Well, I have met a couple, and I'm sorry to say this. I go all over the country, and I have met some of the fire departments where their motto is save the foundation. <laughs> <laughs> they just have to wait long enough. <laughs> yeah, it's protect the exposures. Now the exposures sometimes are, um, are 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 the grass yeah. on either side. But I tell you what, you know, firefighters and and uh, no, all kidding aside, uh, firefighters risk their lives every time they mm-hmm. leave the station. And I always tell everybody that there's no such thing as a victimless uh, uh, a crime of arson because mm-hmm. every time they go out there, somebody could get killed. And um, and and I've have I have I have a friend. Okay, that is you didn't know I had a friend, did you? I have I have stranger things that happen. Yeah, I've had two or three <laughs> friends in my life. Anyway, but this this guy is a fire investigator, and every time not every time, but over his career, he's the guy that makes the odds. Okay, he's the guy that says um, you're going to get hurt. Okay, he has done things like he's stepped and had nails go through his foot. He's jumped down off of a, a small ledge onto some metal and it's given way and he's you know flown off the side of a roof. He's gone through a ceiling before and and, uh, and hit a, a couch on the way down. You know he's uh, he's got somebody swinging a piece of wire and he catches it in his, with his eye. Mm. You know stuff like that. You know he uh, he. Uh, uh, you know, if there's something to be cut, stabbed, <laughs> thrown, dropped into, this poor guy has done it for us. But we love this guy, okay, because then that way the odds are that he'll get it and won't be us. Oh, that's yeah. smart. Now our problem is he's retired. He's retired now. So that means our, our odds have gone up. 
significantly. Do you have another candidate for his position? I was hoping that you wanted to come out <laughs> and be a digger with us. We could we could go around. And, what do you think? I once broke the workers' compensation rates at a summer job I had, so I, yeah, I'm very easily injured. Yes. <laughs> you can take over. I can take over. I'm looking for a third career. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, yeah. Be disabled. Disabled. Yeah. Okay. That's great. I like that. Yeah. So, Donna, we got two minutes and thirty seconds left. You have a, any more uh, words of wisdom for us, babe? Oh no, I, I'm a little bit overwhelmed here. And I feel burning up in the closet. So come out of the closet, daughter. Come out of the closet. <laughs> you can do it. You can. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> and I have faith in you. Your dad still loves you. <laughs> yes, I, yes, I, yes, he does. Anyway, you poor child. Anyway, so okay, got one one quick one. One of my investigators, great guy, Kirk Hankins, loved the guy. He's he's wonderful. The guy is a past president of the international too. And one case. He was going, he was, ended up being declared a mustard stain expert, a mustard uh-huh. stain expert because of his, his numerous experience with barbecuing and doing, yes, and spilling apparently all over his body. I don't know this, but uh, he was the I judge. I wish I knew there was such a thing. Yeah, yeah well, And see, related, no. one of my cases uh, that I was going to be qualified, it settled, as a expert in dryer, clothing in the dryer, whether the clothing had been disturbed or not. Basically, because I'm a female, and it's the truth. The clothes were kind of fluffed up, leaning to the side. There was no question that they had not been <laughs> folded and pulled I, I out of the dryer. I saw that on your CV. I was very impressed. <laughs> <laughs> John, you got the last word. I friend. don't. I don't okay. have anything there. more to say. I've been. Having, I've had a great time here. Uh, it's. Uh, I want to say, being a lawyer, and I mean, every day is different. I really enjoy it. Uh, I don't really find it's work uh, most of the time, yeah. except when I have to call you. And <laughs> but that's a lot of work. But. Uh, <laughs> I've learned so much. What's interesting is how much you learn about a lot of little things. So, anyways, I want to thank you for the chance to be on your thank show. Thank you for being there. And I know you're, you're having you. a, an Alzheimer's special t- tonight. Right, a fundraiser for Alzheimer's out at the, the Vizona Rosa, anybody in Kansas City. So. Right. Okay, so uh, next week we're going to have um, uh, accelerant detection canines. And uh, we're going to talk about it with uh, Jason Zipf from St. Joseph uh, Fire Department and a special, another special guest. So come back next week to Speaking of Fire. Tuning into Speaking of Fire. Please join your hosts, Mike Schlattman and Donna Ingram, for another edition of our program next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember to be careful this week and every week. <laughs>